This Week in HPC. Huawei teams up on Supercomputing Innovation Center in Poland. And Pittsburgh in line for next-gen custom-built super. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone, and thanks for listening into another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research. I'm Addison Snell, and that's Michael Feldman. This Week in HPC is brought to you in partnership with our friends at Top500.org. Michael, This Week in HPC, we've got a bunch of new supercomputers out there to talk about. Yeah, some nice high-end systems at uh, sort of geographically uh, distant locations, but sort of all in the same range. The one that I want to start with is a new innovation center in Poland. This is following on a trend that we've talked about with major supercomputing or HPC vendors all opening these uh, innovation centers around the world, but there have been a lot of them concentrated in and around Europe. And this one in particular combines a couple of stories that we've seen as up-and-comers over the last year. First of all, the the location in Poland is something that's come up a couple of times in our podcast, but this is going to move Poland into the Petaflop Club. This is the Poznan Supercomputing and Networking Center, PSNC. And then uh, a couple of other stories behind that. The prime vendor on this is Huawei, which we started talking about last year, but this is moving Huawei and HPC from the entry level and mid-range up into the supercomputing realm, and it's a liquid cool solution uh, provided by Cool IT, which I want to come back around to by the time we're done. So, there's a lot going on with this one. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different elements to it. Like you said, uh, Huawei made its way into this into the supercomputing win and at the same time got an innovation center uh, partnership with uh, with the Poznan Center. So, they have the, it's called actually the PSNC Huawei Innovation Center in, in honor of that uh, collaboration. But yeah, at the same time, Huawei gets itself in the Petaflop Club along with, uh, with Poland with this big system. And I think this would be the first petaflop system that Huawei has ever sold at least uh, at least publicly and it, that's a that's a big win for them and it's at 1.4 uh, petaflops peak I think it gets them into the 80th spot on top 500 so uh, good all around and, and good for Huawei and breaking into the into the top 100 yeah and you're pointing out that top 500 placement it, it seems that this is already on the top 500 list is that right so they got it on there before it was fully installed which sometimes yeah. Yeah. You see with top 500 systems. Right. It was installed somewhere, and they ran the Limpack on it, obviously, but they're launching it officially as of this week, so it, it's going into production. But, uh, yeah, they've been doing some work on it, obviously, and even back into November. So, yeah, this is the official day, and, and they're co-announcing the Innovation Center at the same time. Now, as we've seen with a lot of these high-end innovation centers, it's a multi-purpose kind of thing. You can't just say high-performance computing. You've got to get other terms like cloud and big data in there, and all of these things are going to be on the research list for this center. Right. I even think they're they're putting this new supercomputer called the Eagle Supercomputer as part of this cloud. Now, they don't really go into the, how they're doing that. They don't even delve into how they're, they're uh, wrapping big data into that. But basically, this this is something for everybody, and, and the, the center wants to sort of hit all the, the right notes here and make sure that uh, you know everybody and the, all their users are served in the way they think they should be served with with cloud and big data as the as the sort of big keys. 
Of course. Now, the, the system, codenamed Eagle, uh, they're going to be making available to a lot of people. And, uh, and of course, the, the big thing they're making a, a big deal out of in terms of the facilities is the liquid cooling solution. That's provided by Cool IT, who we were talking about uh, last November at Supercomputing and also before that. Right. This is a Canadian-based uh, solution provider, and they've, they've been up and coming in the cooling area. We've, we've seen a few, uh, a few wins by them. This is a, this is a really big one. This is a petaflop system. Uh, and so they've they've got themselves into this, but uh, they've been in the business for a while there, and they're starting to get some traction. It's a it's a well considered cooling solution. It goes down right to the uh, the rack level and inside the machines, and they're going to recover a lot of this heat from this 1.4 petaflop system, be able to recycle it into the uh, into the supercomputing campus as for general heating. Yeah, it's the globality of these partnerships that's really, I think, quite noteworthy to me. That you have the Chinese server vendor partnering with the Canadian cooling vendor for the installation in Poland. I think that's, you know, Poland and and uh, and Canada have not been on the top of the names of companies, uh, countries that we've talked about in the past. But right. uh, and and Huawei has not been one of the top vendors, but he, here it is, and they're they're moving moving really right to the top line. Yeah, and I think we we've sort of seen sort of the internationalization of supercomputing in various aspects. I think this this points to it as well. You've got uh, you know different end user groups as well as vendor groups that are that are not just US based anymore and, and coming up with uh, some very impressive systems and some uh, very impressive projects. Now, while we're in Europe, before we transfer to our other big story, we should mention there is another major European super that got announced here uh, in France, uh, another 1.4 petaflops of bull. Yeah, just by coincidence, the same uh, petaflop ranking there. It's a, a supercomputer called Cobalt, and that's being installed by CEA, the uh, French Atomic Energy, Energy Commission. That's, that's still in process. It's not going to be installed until the middle of this year, but it was, it's ordered and in, uh, in production now. This is most noteworthy to me in, in the context of Bull's and Europe's eventual plans for exascale. Bull, you'll recall, has, has announced its BXI interconnect and capabilities to build an exascale supercomputer uh, by 2020, if, if anyone wants to buy it. So, any major installation by Bull it's in Europe like this, I kind of get my eyebrow up thinking about where this might lead. Right, and I think uh, this is definitely in Bull's wheelhouse there. The CEA, they've sold them systems before, and they're going to sell them systems again. Um, this particular one is it's a pretty vanilla system. It's, it's Xeons with uh, a, few, a few of the racks or a few of the uh, server nodes that are hybrid with uh, NVIDIA Pascal processors. There will be with uh, NVIDIA processors um, used for mainly visualization. They say in remote computing, um, but also it's it's going to be you know. Uh, the latest and greatest technology, or the latest and greatest uh, NVIDIA stuff, um, as well as EDR uh, InfiniBand in there. So it's uh, it, it's a it's a large system, and it's one with uh, some of the latest technology. So for our last big story this week in HPC, let's come back to the U.S. and the Pittsburgh Supercomputing Center. They've got a 1.8 million dollar deal. Now I don't think that's the price tag on the computer. I think there's something going on here with with services, but this is for a custom supercomputer 
called uh, Anton. It's actually the follow-on Anton 2, which is a custom-built machine for molecular dynamics uh, coming from uh, D.E. Shaw Research. Right. In fact, PSC has the Anton, the original Anton supercomputer that they installed back there in 2008 that they've been using for a while. That machine, also loaned by D.E. Shaw Research, they were just paying for the operation of it. Uh, they've used to do a lot of molecular uh, dynamic research for a wide user community that uh, PSC services. And the Anton 2 is going to do the same thing, but in a much more, with a much more powerful platform. They've upgraded the chip and the system itself, so it's it's about four times as powerful as the original Anton, as far as molecular dynamics goes. So it's a it's a real boon to some of these scientists who uh, who are into this field and have used the original Anton, especially, and just want to move up in performance. Yeah, and according to a, a slide presented by D.E. Shaw Research uh, during the Hot Chips conference and then posted on uh, some good coverage on the Inside HPC website, uh, this is moving from the previous Anton system, which had 13 CPU cores up to 66 cores. It gives you an idea of the magnitude of difference there. Now, this is a, a custom implementation. We don't really measure these in exactly the same way. They talk about this system in terms of fixed point operations and uh, uh, specifically 32-bit fixed points, uh, fixed point operations, and this is going to move the Anton 2 system from 2.73 trillion fixed point operations or tera fixed ops to uh, 12.7 tera fixed ops. Right, and and you look at that, and even though you're talking about fixed point operations, that that is in the ballpark of an accelerator like a like a an Intel Xeon Phi or an Nvidia uh, Tesla system as far as as far as power but in this case obviously it's targeted specifically for molecular dynamics situation simulations so it's uh, much more efficient than uh, more general purpose solutions. Now, we should say that, that GPUs themselves are pretty good at molecular dynamics. They're much more efficient and power efficient than, let's say, a generic CPU. But in this case, the Anton 2, since it is targeted specifically for this application set, is going to be even more so. And, and the, the goal here and the, the, the promise is they'll be able to do uh, a lot more complex uh, molecular systems and a lot longer simulations than they've ever done in the past with this this new upgraded chip and, and system. Yeah, I might be betraying too much ignorance here on the specifics of this topic, but it surprised me that we were talking about fixed point operations in this context. When I thought through the, the context of molecular dynamics, molecular simulations, cell membrane simulations, protein folding, I would have guessed going into that 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 was floating point heavy as opposed to fixed point, but obviously they're, they've used this uh, system to uh, to good effect in the first generation and are looking forward to a second generation. Yeah, and I, and I think it does come down to the details of the algorithms. Obviously, they've implemented this in a certain way. Um, They've also upped the uh, the RAM capabilities, we should mention, also the clock speed, which is also giving it that performance leap. But I think to the end user, they just care about running these longer simulations on more complex molecules to, to get more information. I think even though this is just one system, PSC is going to make this available to as many uh, end users in the research community for free as it can, and I'm sure we'll be taking bids. Um, now, Anton itself is, is not 
really a commercial system in any sense of the word that means. This is the only the Anton One system that PSC currently has and is is being loaned from DHL Research. It's the only one that I right. know of out there, and I think it'll probably be the same case for this Anton Two system. It's not like DHL Research is trying to sell these. I mean, you look on their website. There's no. Well, maybe they are. Maybe they are, but I mean, it doesn't seem like they're doing anything actively to to sell these things. They they look like a, a true research organization in the public sense of the word. They're not public. They're, it's privately owned. Um, but it doesn't seem to be a commercial enterprise in that sense. They're not even appear to be selling commercial services, consulting or otherwise. They seem to be pure research. Um, and it, it doesn't seem to be a commercial uh, concern at all. You know, I, I'm embarrassed to say I don't know the particulars of this. As you pointed out, um, non-commercial users, research users, will be able to use the Anton 2 system at no cost, just like with Anton 1. And the, the $1.8 million from NIH seems to be going more to the management of the machine. But I don't know where D.E. Shaw gets compensated on this. I, I, I couldn't say that I, I think it's all philanthropy. If someone starts renting cycles commercially on this machine, does that money funnel back to D.E. Shaw Research at some level? Or if someone else said, I'd like to buy one of these, is, is that something we could commission them to do? I, I have to think there's a potential payback in a business model somewhere, but I don't know what it is. Maybe I need to get briefed on that. Well, I mean, D.E. Shaw itself is, is a hedge fund company. They do investment management and consulting. They make a lot of money. The research arm, they don't claim anything for that. And and my general impression is this is a pet project of D.E. Shaw himself, who is now the chief scientist at D.E. Shaw, D.E. Shaw Research. He's not really involved in D.E. Shaw, the business anymore. Um, so I think this is a personal interest of his, and he's doing this because he wants to further the field. There's, there's nothing here to indicate that this is a money-making venture at all. I mean, they're making plenty of money. Uh, with D.E. Shaw, uh, this would be, at best, a low-margin business if they were trying to sell this. I mean, it's a custom supercomputer with very few potential customers, and, and even the consulting is, is very niche. So, um, I shouldn't say it's a low-margin business. It might, might be somewhat high-margin, but a very small population of uh, potential customers here. It's it's not like the, the, the hedge fund business where they can sort of uh, you know scale that into into you know a very large scale uh, high margin business. Well, I'll tell you what. How about I just send him a note and we'll ask him and then we'll see what he says. That all clear things up. We'll come back on another podcast next week. <laughs> Sounds good, Addison. In any case, it is a nice new supercomputer going in at PSC. We always like talking about them. Yep. Uh, and uh, good wrap up in Poland and France as well. Lots going on this week. So thanks, Michael, for bringing the stories to our attention, and thanks to you for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. 